Okay, Boker Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're in the middle of the prayer of Mizmor Shir Chanukah Sabayis. And we were in the middle of explaining why Mizmor Shir Chanukah Sabayis begins the Psukid as the introduction to the Psukid Zimra. Uh, what is the connection of the fact that the focus of that prayer is that David wants to, his forgiveness to be shown publicly and how Hashem, um, and then we talked about the idea whenever there's a, a, a new beginning, especially with the Chanukah Sabayis, the four of them, it was Horah Shah, where the rules were broken, so to speak, because when there's a tremendous amount of love, then the natural order of things gets broken. And as much as Hashem wants to give, and in the natural order of things, Hashem can't give everything he wants, but in the beginnings, Hashem can give much more, and therefore we're able to do things that we normally cannot do. So now we come to the rousing conclusion, as they say. Okay, so this explains the Gemara in Shabbos, where we already talked about it, but we're going to go in a little more detail. So what does it say? When David Amel said, Asay imi os letova, Hashem, do for me a sign for the good. Viyiru sonai viyevosho, my enemies will see that and they will be embarrassed. So David said before Hashem, Hashem, please forgive me for the sin of Basheva. And Hashem says, You're forgiven. So David says, do me a favor, make a, a sign in my lifetime that I'm forgiven. <clears throat> so Hashem says, in your life, I cannot inform everybody. In the life of your son Shlomo, I will tell everybody. So when Shlomo built the base of Mingdash, and he wanted to bring the ark into the holies of holies, the gates would not open, and Shlomo tries all kinds of prayers, tries everything to get it open, and then finally he says, please open up in the merit of my father, David. And then it opened up. So that now showed that David was forgiven. So that's the showing that he was shown that he was forgiven, but not in his lifetime. So it's interesting. Why was it that Hashem forgave him in his lifetime, it says? But David said, show everybody this. Hashem said, I can't. I can't. So why not? So what Hashem says to him, uh, so what David was saying, I want this to be a, a mechila, a forgiveness that fits into the natural order of the world. And Hashem says, um, I can't do this. I only can do this in the times of Shlomo. Why? Because the truth of the matter is, the natural order of things is, that even if Hashem will forgive you and everything is fine, but there's still a little impression of the sin that's still there. That's the way of the world. The way of the world is there's a Seder and you can't get everything you want to always. It has to fit into the order. So there's still a little impression of the sin. Although he's forgiven, there's still a bit of an impression. And therefore, and you can see a hint of this, as it says in Yoshua, where Hashem promises, if we really are on top of our game, one person will ch chase a thousand. Mm -hmm. 
But by David Melech, it says he only could now chase 800. So there was something, a little something, in the natural order of sin, where you're not able to totally get it 100% perfect. But when can that possibly happen? It's on the day when we break through the barriers, on the day that God doesn't hold back anymore. And that's the day of the dedication of the Beis Hamikdash. And that's why the Beis Hamikdash is called the Beis David, the house of David. Oh yeah, it told me to bring it in. I told. Him. No, no, no. I heard the door because he was making noise, and so I opened the door here. So, yeah. And then he goes make some noise. No, no, because I told him. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. No, I told him that he could bring it in here. Just leave it open. He'll just bring it in here. That's fine. Yeah, you could bring it in here. Okay. Anyway, so so then when we dedicate the temple, that's when we break through the boundaries, and at that point, everybody knew that Hashem forgave David for that sin. That was all revealed at the dedication. So therefore, before the base of Mignesh was built and dedicated, David already said, and this prayer of Mizmar Shir Chanukah Sabayis, David said it, but he said it even before the base of Mignesh was built, even before he was totally forgiven. But he had Ruach HaKodesh, and he says, this is the song for the dedication of the base of Mignesh, which David sang. And what am I asking? That what, I, what David was asking when he said this to Hillam, he wanted it to come true at the dedication. So therefore, since he knows Hashem is telling him it's going to happen later on at the dedication, so David can already say as if it had happened. Right? That's, you will draw me up and my enemies will not rejoice. Okay, and I will be healed. You will take me from the lowest parts and bring me up. When did this happen? It happened at the dedication of the Mishk, the Beis Hamikdash, and that now becomes the essence of this Psalm 30. That there are times when you know David is looking to for forgiveness, and it should be something that should be recognized by all, and therefore he'll no longer be shamed and the others who keep embarrassing him will be shamed so therefore we say it every day at our prayers because this message is a very practical message for us in our avoda every day hashem gives us all thank you hashem gives us all opportunities of what we call his renewal Every day there's a renewal. We wake up in the morning, Moda Ani Lefanecha, that you restored my soul in great uh, faith. That's what we call the Trias Hamesim, so to speak. Or we say, Amachazir Neshamosliv Garim Mesim, you return the souls to the dead. Every day a person is born anew. Even during the <clears throat> cycle of the entire year, there's a day called Rosh Hashanah, which is the day of the conception of the world. To which the Shulchan Paskins, if you did not see a person for a whole year, and this is in the days we didn't have texting and all these things, and you, you just didn't know of them at all. And after a year, you see the person, you make the bracha, on seeing him. 
And Mishra says, why? He brings quotes to Marsha. Because the whole year passed, which includes Rosh Hashanah. And what does that mean? Because really, Hashem grants us one year of life every Rosh Hashanah. By the time we come to the day before Rosh Hashanah, our life has expired, so to speak. Now Hashem has decided to give us another year. So now he revives the dead. It's the day of the conception of the world and for each and every one of us. And we get created anew every Rosh Hashanah. So that moment of hischatshut, that moment of renewal, is a very special time. So you go to bed, you went to bed last night, and you were tired, exhausted. You wake up in the morning, hopefully if you had your CPAP machine on, refreshed. Right? You get up in the morning, everything looks different. You know what they say, if you're angry, sleep on your anger. In the morning, things will look different. Okay? Uh, that's why we say, in your hand, I place my soul when we say the Adon Olam before you go to sleep. Okay? You, you, go, you go to... Uh, uh, when you come, when you hit a, a brick road, you know, go to sleep. Tomorrow morning we'll start new, new at new um, um, venues of, of of Chesed and natural renewal come into the world. It's an ace rut zone. It's a it's a very efficacious moment. Just like Rosh Hashanah is an ace rut zone, getting up in the morning is an ace rut zone. All renewals express a wondrous concept of Chanukah, dedication. Dedication really means starting something for the first time. That's what dedication means. That's what we call a child, Chinuch. Education is called really dedication. We train him in the beginning. We train him because think about it. When is a child most receptive to learn? When they're young. That's why, you know, the Gemara says when the child are young, stuff them like a bull. Stuff them with Torah. They, they have no negative feelings about it. It's fresh. That's when you can really get a lot. That's when the rules are broken. And therefore, every day, we start with Mizmor Shir, Chanukah Zabayis, the prayer, the psalm of beginning. That is how we should look at that prayer. So now, let's take a look in practical application for our Seder Hayom. Rapinka says we should pay attention to the following. So on the one hand, we have to live our lives according to the orders and the limitations that life presents us on a daily basis. That's our regular life. But we always need to have refreshing moments. And from those refreshing moments that we have, a person feels alive, right? A living person is always capable to renew themselves. A dead person can't, stuck. Even a malach cannot renew themselves. But a person, every morning, you're born fresh. So you're born fresh, the limitations are not there. And therefore, tzaddikim are called chayim, they're called alive. A living person means that you're always in, quote-unquote, a new project. The problem is when we don't have any projects anymore. Okay? 
having projects, okay, uh, is renewal. Let's say you're not davening properly. Another person, he can't control his anger, etc., etc. People despair from climbing up the ladder and they get used to the situation they're in and they content themselves with this. There's no more yearnings of renewal and going forward. They say to themselves, listen, either way, um, 90% of the times when we tried to change, we did not succeed, right? I thought I could be a masmid, a person who could learn nonstop, doesn't work. I thought I would uh, know all shots by now, did it work? And all these ideas, so many of these failures, okay? And therefore, we get into a pattern that, listen, let's just keep it the way it is. And that's very tragic. The Bali Musser teach us that a person always is capable to create new forms of renewal. As it says in the Paschal Yecheskel with the Malachim, the Hachayos and those very high angels, run out and come back like a flash of lightning. Right? They jump. They go forward, they go backwards, forwards and backwards. Why? You know, in order to jump, you got to go back. Remember, we gave the analogy. If you're standing in one place, you make a jump, how far can you go? If you go back and start running and then jump, whoa, then you can make a big jump. So therefore, you kind of always have to fall before you can get ahead. Okay, so we want to try this new thing and then we fall. Why is that? Because if you don't fall, you can't renew. And you go back to make a big jump. Right, you, you see, you're used to a certain pattern. When you break the pattern, oh, I broke the pattern. I'm not used to that pattern. You can fall until that pattern becomes ingrained into you. You always miss that pattern. You always miss so you can get better. That's right. <coughs> right? So therefore... Um, we don't always have the seichel and the power to renew ourselves so Hashem does it for us how does Hashem do that for us well think for a minute what if we were created in a way that we don't get tired and if God created the world that was 24 hours of sunlight all the time what would happen we would never have a time to stop. Let's say we were the ever-ready bunny. The batteries inside of us, and after 18 hours, and it's still it's still running. Not slow, and you're not tired, and you just keep going. You never have a chance to demarcate one day from the next. You have, don't have a chance to stop. Hashem created the night, why? So there could be a morning. Okay, everyone has times in their life where they fall. But those fallings are meant to renew us. Just like the darkness. The darkness is critical. You stop, okay, things are not as good as they should be. You may not even know it. Stop, go to sleep, wake up the next morning. It's a brand new day. Brand new opportunities. So let's think, like, again, how many times did we decide we're going to do Dafyomi and learn the entire Shas, right? And a lot of times people, you know, they start brachas and then they stop. 
doesn't go anymore. And they figure, oh, so uh, you can now figure, oh, I kept failing, you know, just get into despair. But that's not true. Because what is life unless there are yearnings that are expressed from beginnings? Okay. And a person who's, you know, at the bottom of his spiritual growth and goes day after day, month after year, year after year. So you're going to feel like you're not going anywhere. So you always have to find new points, new avodos to always ask from yourself, what can I do new? Now, of course, this doesn't mean you become a um, scatterbrain. Today, I'm going to learn this Gemara. Tomorrow, I'm going to learn this Mishnah. No, you have to. But you start a new project from time to time. Right? You, we're learning certain topics. So, let's say with my Rambam group. Okay, we're going to do more Nebuchim. Whoa, that's hard. Yeah, but we got to freshen up. we got to do something different. Um, when you're davening. So... I got myself a big brand new sitter. Or you try, okay, from now on I'm gonna to try to do this. You always have to have a project, a spiritual project. It doesn't have to be massive, but something that's new that freshens up your avoda. And uh, let's say, you know what my project's gonna to be? To say brachas with kavona. That's my project. That's a freshness that's coming. Benching with kavona. Work on a certain midah. Okay, if you're not really have any project, then you're not connected to the source. And the source remains within you with all that great opportunities that are there that are just wasted. We always have to look to open up new sources of, of, of uh, greatness within the person. And when you do that, there's concealed within it divine assistance. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, even an individual can bring the Ketoris. Remember, that's what we said is the breaking the rule. When the Chanukah Sabayis happens, even an individual can bring a, uh, a Chathas. When everything is renew, renewable, uh, renewed, things that normally cannot be done are done. So every day is a potential renewal. Chakras is a potential renewal. You have a chance to really, wow, it's going to be a brand new day. Let's go for it. So that's what Mizmur Shir Chanukah Zabai is, is trying to tell us. That, okay, I've defined who I am as a person. I've defined what I'm prepared to give up. So now, okay, what's going to be today's project? Or if I'm in the middle of a new project, then I want to keep moving on that project. That's why I say that uh, retirement can be a very death, deathly thing because there's nothing to live for. Exactly. And you got to be careful not to live around people who have retired from spiritual growth because that becomes part of the group. Sometimes it's better for you to be even with, with younger people always trying to do new things. But you always have to have a new project. So every day within itself is a renewal of the project within the project. And therefore, to be thinking about, and just like David Amela was so sure that at certain times they're very auspicious to make changes, so is the morning that type of a special time. Okay, we're going to stop early because we finished here. So I don't want to start a new thing over the weekend.
Oh. So I've been doing that since my, my day. I had a 